Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to our new, uh, I guess, venture, we could say. Format. Format. Format, uh, you got me, Mr. Brad. Uh, and <laughs> we got Pepper here. Um, you know, we're just gonna gonna light brighten up your day, your guys' day. Yeah, it's just like a sports talk infused with life. So you know, a lot of those things that people won't broach on regular TV because they worry about sponsorships and, <laughs> and all kinds of money. We we will be talking about some of those things and get into the nitty gritty of what's going on today in sports and entertainment. Yeah, because you know we don't have advertising. No, <laughs> not anyways. So no, yeah, exactly. No, no one's paying us. That's all right. But uh, so we want to start with uh, the NFL. Uh, we got week two that just you know passed. Yeah. Um, Essentially, you got one game tonight. But yeah. Most games are done. But nobody's gonna watch it. Yeah. Well, I mean, who wants? Well, if Odell Beckham plays, a few people will watch. But otherwise, yeah. I don't know, Detroit is like. Hit or miss, man. First, yeah, last week was kind of a revelation. Yeah. How good they were, and I didn't expect that. But what's more shocking is how bad Arizona is. They they almost lost to Indy this week, which is like horrible because Indy has no quarterback. They have no offensive line. Yeah. They haven't had an offensive line for years. Yeah. And Frank Gore is an aging running back. So the fact that they were even winning most of the game, they ended up losing overtime. But that they held Arizona was was a perennial playoff contender not even two years ago. Yeah. They're the same team, essentially. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a, I don't know what's more of a, of a surprise, how bad Arizona is, or how good Detroit is. I, I guess we'll find out tonight. I, I think it's always, you know, an interesting thing because for me, like, when I watched, you know, week one pass, mm-hmm. first thing I did was I, I went and checked out, obviously, my team, yeah. the Packers, because, you know, they're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you can't get past Matt Ryan. I don't know what you're what Yeah, but they lost to them last year, too. Yeah. You know, but I instantly wanted to see what the Patriots did, and they got they got fucking blown out. They got man. Yeah, like I think they let what forty three points. Yeah, forty three fucking points. That's ridiculous. And that was Kansas City. Yes, that's ridiculous. People are saying that. You know, Alex Smith is better than Colin Kaepernick based off that one performance. Yeah, I don't know about that. If you look at his stats in the years he's been in the NFL, he's had maybe six three hundred plus passing games in his career. Yeah, and he lost his job. To that dude Kaepernick, who also handily beat Green Bay Packers in the playoffs, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how people say that or they come to that conclusion based off one game, especially Week One, where everything's basically up in the air. You have Jacksonville winning. You have a number of teams that really aren't great teams winning the first game. Well, what it does too is like when you when you start the season and you have so many uh, interesting turn of events, mm-hmm. it kind of makes you you know, revisit your thought process about how the season was going to go. At least for me, it does. Like when I watch the NBA and I watch the first five games of the season, instantly I'm like, you know what? I got to kind of reassess what I thought because I don't know, like, first off, going back to Kaepernick, already Cincinnati is talking about dumping their quarterback. Yeah. You know what's uh what's the ginger the carrot yeah. top what's his name? I can't remember his name Fuck! Uh, I just read the the fucking article the other day too. I'll get his name, but yeah, he um he's been playing horrible, but he's been playing horrible. I, I think the fact that they're not able to have any player success also goes to them wanting to sack him, right? Yeah. Get rid of him and get somebody in there that can actually play. I mean, they haven't scored a touchdown in two games, and they're both at home. Like, how is that even possible? Yeah, but here's here's my question, right? And you know. Feel free to answer because I honestly, I've never been able to figure out an answer. When the quarterback plays poorly, right? 
that's a team that's a team failure that's what it is that's what it is um but yeah so you know everybody has to play well you 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 know he throws a pass you drop it whose fault is that you know, were you were you in the right position? Did he throw it too early? Like, there's so many so many variables that that come into that. So when I look at them not scoring a touchdown, I don't necessarily think he should f- wear the full weight of that. No, you know, definitely not. But I mean, I seen token like you're a high powered, high octane offense, two yeah. running backs, uh, a top five receiver, yeah, and you're at home two weeks in a row and you can't score. It's like not even one. You know, it, it was shocking to me as a Saints fan to see last week we couldn't score against Minnesota up until the fourth quarter, and that's all we are. We're the best offense in the league yeah. every year. Drew Brees has had over five thousand yards. What well, I think he's done it now, five five years. Some five, five, yeah, years, something like that. Which is the most in in history. There's never been a quarterback that's thrown for more than the more uh, five thousand yard seasons than he has. Yeah, but. Man, they could, they even struggled to score against New England at yeah. home, and at home is where they're comfortable. Yeah. So I look at someone like Andy Dalton, and I'm like, "Well, what's wrong? Like, you kind of you kind of are in a nice position because you're at home. You're you have home cooking at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. For you going on a road and lose, I can I can appreciate that, especially if it's a divisional game or whatnot. Yeah. You lost the first game to Baltimore. Divisional game a little tougher, right? Yeah. We saw that, a lot of that going on even this week. Yeah. And there's huge, um, as a betting guy, you guys will notice eventually that I'm a huge betting guy. <clears throat> and I look at things like spreads, and spreads kind of dictate um, where you, the, the, the populace is putting their money. But for someone like me who was watching the NFL for about 15 years, I know divisional games are very, very hard. So you can't just say, like, San Francisco's a layup and say I was going to you know, mollywop them and give them 13, 13 love. It doesn't happen like that, you know. What I mean, that game was a very tight, contested game. Yeah. And you have to, you have to expect that because these are divisional rivals they see each other twice a year. <clears throat> Furthermore, they hate each other, right? So. Well, it's easier to to assess your competition, right? When you're playing them year in and year out. Mm-hmm. So, and if these rosters aren't changed dramatically, and even if you do, if you add a wide receiver, or you add a fucking tight end, that's not gonna in a divisional game. That's not gonna make a difference. Yeah. You might you might see spurts where yeah you know it helps. But ultimately, when it comes to breaking down the team and figuring out a plan to stop them, it's not going to be hard. Yeah. You know, you're talking about the brightest minds in football coming together yeah. to put together a game plan to stop somebody they see that often. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be hard. Yeah. And then if, you know, the team plays bad, <laughs> you just make it easier. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, you know, when it comes to football, though, like I said, I don't I don't follow too many teams. Yeah. Um, you know, I just watch my Packers yeah. and I'm severely disappointed because they lost to my boss's team, yeah. which made me so sad. Exactly. That's why I don't gamble. That's why I don't gamble. But you can't, you cannot. In this game, I already game, live off of frozen pizza, brother. I can't gamble <laughs> my money away, man. In this gambling game, you cannot be emotionally tied to your bets. So like, I lost that bet, which is cool. I fell asleep, I had two props tickets, one of them won. I'm like, cool, so I'm a little elated, but at the same time, it's like, whatever. Like, the money is very passive money. I have it aside, I set a, a certain amount aside to bet because it makes the games more enjoyable for me to watch other games other than my team. But you learn a lot more, I feel. Like, same like video games. I learned everything I know about NFL through Madden. Had I not p- picked up Madden as a kid and played these games, I'm like, 
how come he's doing that? How come that play is being there? What's a jumbo play? You know, yeah. what's the eye formation? You know, yeah. spread offense and hail marys. I learned all that. Yeah, from from the game, same with hockey. Yeah. So, I know Benning is is definitely is if you can't if you can't live without the money, I I say do not bet. I implore you not to bet. <laughs> but if you can put some money aside, you know a little bit about football or, or anything. You definitely have to put it. It's it's just limited. Like this, this season will last seventeen weeks. Yeah. So it's like perfect. Like get in, get out. Try to get your money while you can. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what? The, like, the only thing, and it's funny that you say that it makes it interesting. Because now, like, what I'll do is me and two of my other buddies. Um, so, when there's a UFC, we'll pick literally, like, the most enticing fights. Yeah. And we literally sit there and we say, okay, if the person clears, it's almost like a pro line. Like, yeah. an individual uh, pro line. If you clear the entire card of the fights that we we pick, yeah. you get a hundred bucks. Yeah, I like that. You know what I mean? And what it is is like, so if he clears a card and we fail miserably, yeah. fifty from me, fifty from you. It's not like a hundred per person. Yeah. But you still come out on top, right? And there is there's only one big prize. It's not like we have small prizes. Like yeah. if you get two out of four, you know you get twenty five bucks. It's nothing like that. You either win big or you you lose. Yeah. Right. So we started doing that so that when we watch the fight. It was just more. It was more interesting, right? Like you were, you were somewhat invested in what you were watching. Absolutely. You know what I mean. So I agree. It does make it extremely intriguing yeah. to watch. And I already like before I even started doing this, I'd watch like anything like competitive sports. I could never sit down. Like my fucking palms get sweaty and shit. And <laughs> I have. I I stand to gain nothing from this this win or loss. Yeah. But like, I I love the fact that I'm like that type of fan. Yeah. When it comes to anything that I watch. I think for for, for myself. Props tickets are really fun for that. Right? Yeah, you got to explain that to me, though. I don't know what that is. So, props for, uh, for the Sunday night games, they have usually four props tickets. One 1 o'clock, two for the 4 o'clock games, one for the 8 o'clock games, and then they have one for Thursday and Monday. So, the props will have, um, day of the game, they'll have, you know, basically um, over-unders. So, today, you know, I have um, Eli Manning at plus or over under uh, 245 yards passing. Okay. And then um, on the other side, Drew Stafford, or yeah, Matt Stafford, sorry. Drew Stafford's a hockey player. Um, I had him to have at least 24 completions. So he has to complete 24 passes. And I have that as the over as well. Okay. And then you have different things like Odell Beckham today's five five catches. So if he completes, if he catches five passes, you get a win. If somebody gets sacked more than five times, that's a win, like collectively. Oh, so it's okay. Cumulative, you know, it has all these different stats. Uh, longest field goal, longest punt return. Um, it's pretty in depth, so, though. Oh, it's really depth. It's one of those things because you say about UFC as well, right? UFC, I've been on, and in UFC, I, I know pretty well that most fighters, I can actually bet on what round they win, just judging from the fights I've seen them fight. So uh, I bet on UFC, and I, I, I win quite a few uh, UFC matches yeah. because I've been on one match. You know the type of win it will be. Mm-hmm. I always pick it. Yeah. For someone like Connor, I know he tries to knock people out. He's not gonna try and submit anybody. You pick a knockout. <laughs> yeah. And if you know him, he tries to predict the round. You you go with the round. Some people submission artists. You pick Damian Maya to submit somebody in whatever round. You know, some guys like the they have a feeling out process. You know, GSP is usually a five rounder. Yeah. I, I think personally, Michael Bisman probably knock him out or. Oh, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. We we, we got to revisit this, man. Come on now, we're not serious here. You honestly think 
Bisbing is gonna knock out GSP. <laughs> wow. Okay. You know what? That that to me is astonishing. I don't personally think, uh, just to stray away from, you know, what we're talking about, but I don't necessarily think that's gonna happen. And the only reason is is because, you know, he's he's too controlled yeah. as a fighter. So for him to actually knock out GSP, he's got to come forward. Yeah. And by coming forward, he's going to be open for the takedown. Yeah. So by that time, if you go two, three rounds deep and Bisbing's on his back for a long period of time. Now, granted, he's a well-conditioned athlete. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy's resting heart rate is ridiculous. Yeah. He's got probably one of the best active resting heart rates in the UFC. So the he'll probably be able to recover, but he'll lose some sting on those punches. Mm-hmm. You know, him knocking out Luke Rockhold doesn't make him the guy who's going to clean your clock with one punch. You know, Luke Rockhold walked in there, hands down, lazy, you know, a typical cocky fucking fighter who won the belt and thought no one could beat him. He's not going to have that with GSP. And GSP is going to be a little heavier than he typically is. So who knows what kind of power he'll come with. And Bisbing's always been open for a straight right hand. Since we're here, we can, we, can, we can touch on the NFL again in a second. But since we're here, we might as well get in the USC talk. Man. For, for me, personally, four years is a long layoff, man. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. If your name is last name's not Jones, there's no way four years is going to do anything for you. So GSP has been out of competition and lost his last fight. He's been gone for four years. Uh, Michael Bisman can beat Johnny Hendricks in a fight by strikes. So I don't know how GSP is going to fare against this dude who can contend with wrestlers bigger than GSP, mm. who his fought guys tougher than GSP, yeah. and he's going to try to outpoint a bigger man who's been active and is the champion. I don't see anything but a knockout happening. I don't care how careful GSP is, how much he's been training with Faraz. Faraz. There's nothing he can do. Like I, Greg Jackson, none of these guys can help him, man. He's, this is, he's going up a level, man. This is like, this is not Johnny Hendricks. He can't even contend with the people in his weight class. He fights Woodley now, Woodley mocking Molly him and knocks him out. He's well, like, I think, I think, look, if GSP realistically, honestly, I don't even see the point in this fight. Yeah. I'll be 100% honest. You know, I've talked about it several times before. I literally think this is a bad fight to make because if Bisbing does lose, mm-hmm. let's just talk hypothetically. He's not like what's gonna happen. He's gonna relinquish the belt. He's not gonna stay up there and fight guys like Luke Rockhold. Yeah. He's massive. Yeah. Like he walks around. He's got to walk around at two ten, two fifteen, and he's and he's jacked, he's, he's jacked he's right? Like he, you're talking about a guy who's a heavy duty puncher. GSP's not gonna fight a guy like that. So I don't really understand the whole layout of this fight anyway. But I think from a power perspective, I think Big Bing is uh, <laughs> Big Bing. Biz Bing is the bigger guy. But I think ultimately it's going to come down to who is the more skillful fighter. And I think right now, take the time frame out of it because I think he's still actively been training. Um, I don't think that Bisbing is as skilled as, as GSP. And I'm going to be honest, he's a great fighter. He's currently the champion. So you can only take so much away from him. You got to give him his just due. But at the end of the day, GSP is still the more talented fighter. From all facets of the sport, he is the better fighter. And if Bisbing can't knock him out, yeah. then what can he do to defeat the better fighter? Well, I mean, there's no takedowns. You're not taking down Bisbing. I don't know. Superman punch is not going to really affect yeah. somebody who's fighting. <laughs> Rockwell and Chris Weidman and Anderson Silva. There's nothing. There. The same way we had the same conversation about Connor and Mayweather is the same way I'm looking at this fight. And sure, it's different. It's a different arena. 
the fact that he's been gone for four years is the biggest thing. I don't care how active you are. You're not active in active competition, which makes me think now, like, is the USC grasping at straws? Because their product is now a dying product. You know, their fighters are now looking up Connor and being like, we want what he has. But these fighters don't have any personality. Mighty Mouse has no personality. He's looking for big dollars. Yeah, that's you know true. You know what I mean? Uh, Tyron Woodley has no personality looking for big dollars. There's Stipe Miocic. I'm sorry about the butchering of these names. <laughs> but damn, these names are crazy. Yeah, these guys have no viability in the marketplace to be uh, entertaining, marketable fighter. Yeah. You know, Connor is a well-dressed dude who speaks his mind and speaks quite fluently and, and actually backs up most of what he says. Yeah. Like, I'd say probably 75% rate of backing what he says up. There's no fight in the USC right now that I would be excited to watch other than, say, um, Russian Jude. Um, supposed to fight Connor. Uh, oh, the lightweight. Oh, Khabib. Khabib. Khabib yeah. fighting like, Tony Ferguson would be the only fight I'm interested in seeing. Or maybe Tony Ferguson fighting Connor. I don't want to see a, a, a Nate Diaz Connor 3. I don't, I'm not interested in that. There's, really? There's, not really. Not at all, man. They've kind of shot themselves in the foot now because they have no marketable stars. And with John Jones fucking up again, mm-hmm. I don't know where you go because that was the ultimate triumph. And then he would have been in line to fight a guy like Brock Lesnar or a guy like Steve Steve, Steve, right? Steve, yeah. Uh, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> he, you know, John Jones is a bigger dude. He could probably do that. But now, <clears throat> what do you do? You give your title back to Cormier. And he didn't win. He hasn't won two of those fights. The, this whole um, steroid era is kind of, it's kind of selling the waters right now of UFC. Because there's there's really, everyone's getting popped. And all their, their best products are either getting popped or leaving. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm cringing now to think that Roy is not in the UFC right now. Roy's an amazing fighter. He is. And I'm just like, dude, like, he, it's, it's crazy to me, man. Well, the thing about it, like, when I think about the amount of fighters, and you, you, you know, you touched on it, the personality. I love Mighty Mouse, and hands down, I think, once again, kind of comparing Bisbing to GSP, he is the best talent in the UFC. But... As far as his on-camera personality, the thing that Connor does uh, better than anybody I've ever seen, mm-hmm. better than Jones or anybody for that matter, he's able to just talk up this this thing that just makes you want to anticipate the fight, even if you don't like the sport. Mm-hmm. And the only person that I've seen in modern UFC who can do that is Bisbing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm probably you know discrediting a lot of people. Well, but Chael Sonnen could talk up a fight, but he couldn't back up the fight. The fight was never entertaining. Yeah. Like, you know, when he talked up that fight with John Jones, yeah. that was a one-round ass-whooping, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, you know, it, if he's talking steroids about John Jones, and I know he's kind of come out and talked about the Jones situation, that motherfucker's a hypocrite. Yeah. You shouldn't be talking about nobody taking steroids because yeah. your ass was on him too, and you lost to both of those guys. True. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. But when I think about that, you know, as far as marketing yourself, yeah. It's interesting because I think Bisbing is going to be the one to sell this fight. And I do think that the UFC is looking for big money fights and they're going to lose a lot because this situation with John Jones is tricky. Like a lot of people talk his legacy. All right. So for you, when you think about John Jones's legacy, what do you think? Do you think it's tarnished? Absolutely. I think there are two, I think there are basically three moments. I think of when he beat Shogun, 
with flying knees in his first first title title fight and actually winning. I can remember where I was. I was in Edmonton at the time, and I was at a bar watching that. That was crazy to me. But then him hitting somebody, running and coming back for the money, and then leaving again, and then now this. You basically had the ultimate redemption story. People want to forgive people. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, that's what all people love people fucking up and then making it back up in, in the, the back end, right? Yeah. And you just ruined that. Now, like, even Michael Vick's got a job on TV right now, and you have everything. All you need to do is not take steroids. It, mm-hmm. It's perplexing to me with all the talent in the world, which makes me question now was he on steroids the whole time? Because, dude, if you're hiding under the ring when they're coming, you saw this coming to come take. Uh, piss samples, it, it calls into question everything you've been doing. The same with Anderson and all these other Brazilian fighters that run, and even Overeem, another guy who ran. Like I don't understand why with all this talent. I know it's probably gives you a better edge, but I mean you could you it's it's it almost breaks down to a money management problem because if you're managing your money properly, you shouldn't have to be waiting on that next check. Mm-hmm. You should be you should be solvent, so you, you can plan accordingly what makes sense for you, mm-hmm. and then go on in in a in a according with the, uh, how they do most most big fighters when they're building up. Yeah, because there's no really gimme fights in the UFC. So basically, everyone they get they get their choice of fighters. Do you want to take this fight? Do you want to take this fight? And you you gotta admire people like Cowboy who just take any fight. But Cowboy is a reckless guy. He spends all his money when he makes it. He doesn't he doesn't save any of his money. That's why he's always fighting. And I think calls into question all these other guys now. Are they just spending their money and have to take these fights so they think that they need to take steroids in order to heal faster in order to get into these fights? Mm-hmm. If you're Bigfoot Silva and you have a, an actual genetic condition where you have you actually have to take that steroid, I understand that actually better than anything else that all these other guys are doing. And I'd actually be more excited to see Bigfoot Silva fight Mark Hunt than watch any of these fights that are coming. Rather than watching Bisming or Bisming fight anybody because I don't think, I think, I've never liked Bisming. I don't like Bisbee since he lost to Matt, Matt Hamill, and they called it a victory for him. And he oh, actually sure. lost that fight. Yeah. And, I, and he doesn't look at that like, you know, when people, like, they lose and they're like, you know what, like Rampage, Rampage yeah. I love. Like, I, I didn't win that fight. I want to fight this guy again. That's what he said after winning a tournament in Pride. Like, that's the kind of mentality I'm looking for. And these steroids guys, they, they, they ruin this sport now. Between the selling of the UFC, uh, the Reebok deal, which I, I just heard a Brandon Schaub talk about, you know, um, dressing companies up in order to sell them. I think that's what the Reebok deal was. Mm-hmm. They want to dress it up so they can sell it and the Petitas can get out, which made sense, right? You dress it up, you make it more viable for the mass, the masses, right? Yeah. But now you've almost alienated all the real fighters because they want to leave now because they can't get their sponsorship money. You're not paying them anything. It's yeah. a monopoly. So that, that it all coincides with each other. The money thing is the huge thing, I think, with, with the UFC right now. Everybody wants to get paid, but they're not able to do the same things that people who are getting paid are doing. Well, as far as the Jones situation, and, you know, I'll touch on all of that, but as far as the Jones situation, it's hard to for me to say his legacy is tarnished. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because if they cannot prove he was on steroids the whole time, mm-hmm. right, let's just say that's he hasn't and this is just a one or two time incident then you have to realistically classify him as one of the best ah one of the best fighters to ever do it yeah um the one thing that i would say about jones is the one thing that really bothers me about his personality from what we can see on camera is that you're taking 
a banned substance and you're able to stand there with all that ignorance in front of the camera and talk shit about Daniel. Okay? Daniel's never been popped for steroids and he's gone in there and given you a fight both times when you potentially been on steroids. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that says a lot about Daniel. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To me, as a, as a professional athlete, you're able to go in there and eat punches from a guy who's just fucking, whether it's a needle in the ass or a fucking, I don't know how the fuck you take this yeah. shit. And, and you're able to go in there. Another thing is like, after he won that fight by brutal knockout, which, you know, is, is dangerous for Daniel. You go in there and you say, oh, I feel, I feel re-energized. I'm, 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 I'm happy for my blessings. Knowing that you are on steroids yeah. and knowing you tested positive for your A sample. Mm -hmm. So, like, why are you in there misleading people into this, this you know, reinvigorated version of John Jones that doesn't exist when you know that they're going to, that information is going to come out in the public. Yeah. So why are you trying to, it's almost like he's trying to present something, a product that doesn't exist. And he's hoping to win the sympathy of the people before the news is actually revealed that he's not who he presents himself to be. Yeah. Right. But with all that cluster fucked into one, I was reading um, Daniel Cormier posted something on the internet. And this is how you know this guy is genuinely. He can be whatever he wants behind the camera. He could be a dick. He could be whatever. You're selling fights. You're trying to make money. Yeah. But the fact that people were ridiculing John Jones on the internet and Daniel Cormier took time out of his day to say, you know what? You guys need to leave the guy alone. He's dealing with personal issues. He's got a family. He's got a wife. Let them deal with this on their own and figure out a way to, to get past it and move on. And, you know... To me, that, that says a lot about an individual who suffered a defeat, a brutal defeat from an individual who was on the substance. And he has enough pride to say, you know what, and enough respect as a family man and a father to say, you know what, this is a tough enough time as it is. Leave the guy alone. Let him grieve. Let him figure it out on his own. And to me, I think that, you know, in itself, just that whole situation, I respect all that. But as far as his legacy, I think... Depending on if they can prove it or not, you got to leave it alone. He's still one of the best. Will he come back? I don't think he should. Done, I don't think he should. I, um, you know, me and Jess were talking about it the other day, and she's like, well, what do you think he should do? I said, look, if he gets suspended for, for four years, take your beat. You know, you got, you got whipped. <laughs> You're done. Go open a gym and, and, and use your knowledge elsewhere. Because clearly the, the pressures of the fighting world are too much for him. Yeah. As great of an athlete as he is and as dominant, fucking dominant, you know, as a fighter, yeah. he can't deal with all that other stuff. Because, one, you're like 27. Why are you taking dick pills? Yeah. I mean, you should be able to, when the wife, when the wife pulls out a titty, yeah. you should be like, you should be knocking <laughs> on that, bro. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, for me, I don't really understand the decisions he makes because his brothers are, are pro athletes. Yeah, and you never hear it. Oh, they fuck up too, man. Oh, do they? Um, I've never heard nothing about the other Jones brothers. Chandler's the one that played for the Patriots, right? Mm -hmm. So he had an incident last year in the playoffs where he just was the last three before. Well, he just went missing. No one contacted him. <laughs> it's like, I don't understand what it is with his family. And it's like, dude, like, how did they not build themselves up as the perfect Christian family? Which, in and of itself, I, I just, I don't understand why that has to be a marketable thing. Like, just do it and be who you are without having it. Throw it out there, because when you fuck up, invariably what's going to happen is they're going to come straight for what you did, right? Mm -hmm. what, you, what you said is rather... Exactly. If you're putting yourself out there like this, you know, 
omnipotent person who's uh, such a good person. Like, oh, John Jones, before fights, runs down a criminal and... <laughs> yeah, the, person, with saves, the Shogun fight, yeah. Saves Cap from, from Tree, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's so gives, fucked up. Gives candy to kids. Like, you, it's, just, it's just stupid. I don't, I don't like it. You have to come correct with who you are and what you are, and, and from there you move forward, right? And with John, I, I just don't know, man. Like, like Dana said, it's going to be a really good 30 for 30 story because he's a failure. And I can't, I can't, I think he's the best fighter of all time. But I can't put money on him not taking steroids his whole career because... No, I agree with that. You know, I agree with that. It's always going to be an asterisk there. You know what I mean? Like, you, yep. can't, you can't actually, like, sing with Barry Bonds. You know what I mean? McGuire, yeah. All these dudes who are Sammy Sosa, they all have these issues where steroids kind of muddy their name. And baseball, Hall of Fame is really difficult to get into. So guys like Clemens and Bonds, they're not going to get into the Hall of Fame, man, because there's a question mark and big asterisk to the side of their name. And what the Supreme Court judge, you know what I mean? Okay, so, but then in all fairness, then then how, you know, with the deflate gate yeah. back to football with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, you're talking about something that was highly publicized. Yeah, true. So now is is that gonna tarnish Tom Brady as a player because he got cleared? Yeah, the thing about the thing about the Patriots is that the Patriots really are America's team and Boston has its own fan base and they don't care as long as their team is winning. Tom Brady hasn't hit anybody. He hasn't hit his woman, you know. He's yeah, a, really he's though. Bought dogs. Yeah, we know you're right. He's a bought dogs. He he hasn't done any of these things. He hasn't beat his kid with a switch. He hasn't taken steroids that we know of. So people always look at him as the golden. Oh, boy. not so, not with a physique like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not with a physique like he's, that. He's got you know a model wife. He's got, he's a, he seems like a good family dude. Yeah. And I, I hate the Patriots. I love the Patriots because you know as a Saints fan we get clipped for Vontae Gate. Which everyone does. They all, they all put prices on people's heads so they can make, so they can essentially win. Yeah. We lose our coach for a full year, which basically fucked our whole program. Yeah. And they get nothing but a fine. Yeah. The amount of things that they've done, the, the flake gate, spy gate, um, even even the Tucku, I don't like. Like, that, you play in the Super Bowl and all of a sudden there's this rule that no one's even heard of before, but it's a good story. I, I laugh at the fact when Eli beats him. When, when they were supposed to lose last year, I, I was happy, and I, I shouldn't be happy because Atlanta's in my division, shippers. Um, <laughs> but watching Atlanta play in my division, I know Atlanta was going to fuck up. I just didn't think it was going to be that bad. Yeah. Because they usually run up the score and then lose. Yeah. So when you look at someone like the Patriots and the Cowboys, even, they can do no wrong in the eyes of America. And America looks at things completely different when it comes to the, the, the God sport. You know, football is God's word. It's on Sunday of all things. You know what I mean? Yeah, God's these guys, day. These guys don't care. Like that's you know the whole thing with Kaepernick and now with Bennett is like don't fuck up the money. That's what they're looking at. Don't fuck up the money. But even though it's an issue that's bigger, no one cares because they want football. So there's that whole thing where uh, we were talking previously about uh, are are people going to watch the NFL or are they going to boycott the NFL? Yes, and, that's right. And you know what? Uh, most people are, are really do agree with Kaepernick's stance, myself included. I'm still watching the NFL. And there's nothing that the NFL is going to do to make me stop because, you know, racism to me is like, it's par for the course. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's not like, oh, well, all of a sudden now I'm going to be offended by it, something that's happening. It's, it's, it's been happening. Yeah. It's been happening in my life and my dad's life and my grandfather's life. So it's, it's whatever. So to go back to the original statement now, with, with, does it muddy the Patriots' legacy? 
I mean, sure, people might think about it, but you know what they think about more? The rings they've won, the amazing comebacks they've had. Um, an out-of-shape Tom Brady taking over for Drew Bledsoe and winning and taking his team to, to, the, to win the playoffs. All these things are going to be in the, 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 the great mastermind in the hooded sweatshirt who doesn't really, doesn't really speak much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like All these things, they don't need to pay people money. Mm-hmm. They cut their stars. Or they let them get traded away, and they make a new star of somebody else. Yeah. Like who's heard of the receivers? The receivers are shit. Like they're those receivers are shit. They work hard, but they're shit. Like Jul- Julian Edelman is no better than Dion Branch. The only star receivers they've ever had is. But he's good though. Yeah, he's, he's good. good. He's good at working hard. Like Joe Jervicious. is he? Was he good? You know what I mean? Um, who else? Wes Walker. Was he, was he really that good? Wes Welker, I remember you know what I mean? that guy. Like all these guys, like, there's tons of journeymen, and I know I've just basically said three Caucasian names. <laughs> Trust me, there's plenty of black receivers out there that are just as shit. And they just work very hard. Like, you know, Harrison, um, Marvin Harrison probably was not that great of a receiver, but he had great numbers because he had an amazing quarterback, amazing work ethic. Yeah. You know what I mean? He wasn't naturally gifted. He worked at those things. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of give the same amount of credence to someone like Tom Brady or even a Drew Brees. <clears throat> Drew Brees, because Drew Brees makes stars out of every receiver he has in his team. Well, the the funny thing about it is, right, like, you take, um, what's his name? Jesus Christ, what's Tom Brady. Yeah. And then you take a John Jones and you take all these people, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, they always have this cloud over top of them. But you're never not going to say that Tom Brady's not one of the best quarterbacks because of what somebody else said or what somebody else accused him of. Now, granted, and then that was my whole point. Like, even though John Jones has this this massive cloud over top of him, can you really say he's still not the best fighter to ever compete? Because once again, he was only proven to be on the steroids in active competition once. Yeah. Out of competition, twice. I think steroids is a different thing for me, man. It's no, like, no, that's the thing. I don't yeah. want to make it seem like I'm justifying that because yeah. of the nature of the sport and the yeah. brutality in the sport. It's so dangerous to be on it. But I'm simply just saying that at the end of the day, every real star that's in any fucking sport, mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant, yeah. okay, got accused of rape, well, got cleared she, of rape. She came with four seasons to the trial. <laughs> no, exactly right. You had Derrick Rose who had somebody accused him of rape. Yeah. Right, you have all these athletes, right? And now you have the Kevin Hart situation, right? You know about that? No, I didn't hear that. Okay, so like I was driving to work this morning, turn on the fucking radio, and apparently Kevin Hart, someone's trying to extort Kevin Hart because apparently he cheated on his wife, and he went on national. Yeah, isn't that he went on national television and admitted that he had put himself in position to make a mistake, and now he's paying for that mistake. And then he said, you know what? But at the same time. I understand I'm a growing man. I'm not perfect. Oh, Kevin, no. And and now they're trying to extort him. Like, it's a big fucking story right oh, now. Fuck. This guy, you know what? Well, first off, his wife is fucking beautiful. Oh. I don't give a shit what anybody says. You know what? I could never get her in any lifetime, yeah. but she is fucking stunning. Yeah. Fucking stunning. So I don't really know what what's on his mind. And the, here's the thing. We're, I got to go away from what we were talking about, but here's the thing I'll never understand. Yeah. What is so bad... Or what is so good in that situation, like if I think about it in my head and I'm out at a club, right? Yeah. And I'm partying and obviously the party scene in LA is totally different. Mm-hmm. But I know I got this beautiful wife at home. She's sitting there probably fucking just all nice and, you know, just looking nice. Yeah. And I'm sitting here at a bar and I'm talking to a girl and you know that girl knows who you are. Yeah. 
why the fuck would you do anything other than what you need to do, which would probably be to say hello? Yeah. Why would you do anything other than that to compromise what you have at home? You know what really bugs me about this whole scenario that he's admitted that he he made it, he put himself in an awkward position. Kevin Hart's first marriage was broken up from infidelity to the woman he's currently with. Is that, is that what happened? Or I th- yeah, that's okay. apparently so. so that's even, what even that story that makes that makes his current wife a fucking idiot. <laughs> you know that song by genuine what's so different yo he was talking some sense in that song man yeah what's so different if he cheated on his wife with you what makes you think that you're so special that he will not cheat on you with somebody else and he has two kids by that first woman you know what i mean and i don't know see i have a really weird train of thought on this yeah, yeah. i do agree that you know cheating is a bad trend so yeah. i agree with that what makes you different from the next girl but i do think that cheating is a frame of mind it's a it's a thought process right i can go to any uh fucking i can go to go-karting and i can see a girl fucking tight pants fat ass but in my mind i know what i'm doing if i go and i i approach her and i talk to her and i'm overly friendly i know that's my mistake because I know the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. And Kevin's not a stupid guy. Clearly, this action proves otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> but you know he's not a stupid guy. You don't build an empire being a fucking idiot. Yeah. But clearly, there's something in him. And it seems like it's something with every celebrity that when you get to that point where you know everybody wants what you have or they want a piece of you yeah. to just kind of remotely get into that circle of your lifestyle, why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that? I think, I think it's like the same thing with rape, man. It's like a power thing. Like, yeah, dude, you know, that's like, fucked up, you know though. I, mean? I, I know. I, I hate to relate the two, but I mean, like, that's fucked up. People man. who have a lot of money, I feel like they they think they can get away with things that are just regular people can't get away with because they have money. Yeah. You know, see a show like Ray Donovan. You know, he's there to clean up people's messes. You know what I mean? Like, it's really, really fucked up though how you know celebrities go through this, whether it's sports celebrities or sorry, athletes, mm-hmm. or it's entertainers, how they always get themselves wrapped up in this thing. And it, it's, it's, I think it's a thing from their upbringing because like I came from a nuclear family, so to speak. Um, but in my mind, I just, I just judging from the way my dad treats my mom, what I've seen, right? Yeah. I will never ever look to cheat on a girl because A, I don't want to deal with her being upset and me having to like, Try and confront or comfort her, and then having her not having to build that trust back. Because once trust is gone, it, it is gone. It's no, gone, dude. No, no it's what, gone. You're not getting it back. Yeah, no matter what you do to make it up, there's an inkling in the back of her brain or your brain yep. that this person's cheating on you. So of you, course. you can go go to a bachelor party. She'd think, you know, you're cheating. You oh, fuck, dude. You're going above and beyond. Fuck a bachelor party. Yeah. If you're out socially with friends yeah. and she's overly friendly. Yeah. Right there, you're like, okay, what the fuck is going on here? Your mind can never recover. Yeah, that's the thing. Your mind can never recover. Look, I've said it before, and me and you have fucking laughed and joked about this, you know, so many times just being out. I never thought about cheating, one, because I was never attractive enough to even land a girl. So the idea that I would be able to land a girl and then find another one who'd be willing to even remotely engage me was not even an option. So for me, as I got older... I'm kind of blessed in a sense because I never I never was put in that situation. And to me, honestly, like I come from, you know, an interesting household growing up in terms of like, you know, different things. And, you know, I feel like anytime somebody puts their trust and their their effort into you, the only thing that you should be doing is willing to return that. 
True. And and me, I you know, much like money, I understand the value of somebody putting their faith in me, mm-hmm. and I would never break that trust. It's dirty macking, especially man. for a piece of pussy. I'm yeah. sorry. It's dirty macking, man. It's, it is because you know what? You never, you would never want that girl that you're with or that man, whoever, whatever your preference is, to do the same thing to you. Fuck no, bro. So fuck no. There can be no. There can be no. Um, double standard in, in this situation well right? put it this way imagine imagine for especially for me yeah i already have insecurities yeah imagine if a girl comes to me and says i cheated on you buddy i might as well just crawl under a bridge yeah. dude i'm finished i'm finished i would literally sit in my apartment all day with the fucking lights on i i could never recover never yeah that's why i'm so selective with picking girls man and i mean well you're lucky then because I, I just, <laughs> you know, people will throw pussy at you all the time. And me, I'm just a regular guy. Mm-hmm. I'm just a, me, average Joe Small, pepper bartender. Girls uh, throw pussy at like this one. <laughs> like, here's some pussy. You know what I mean? And, and okay, just, I got a question. Would you rather? Would you rather get a big tip? Yeah. Or a number? A big tip. <laughs> number one rule. Well, a big tip means the number's coming. Well, possibly. Hey, what I is that people who leave their number are usually the ones that tip you really poorly, and it's it's kind of been a, a, a running running joke at all the restaurants I worked at with all the people that come in that people leave the numbers on the table, whatever the case is, and the tip is horseshit. Why would I want to go and date you if you can't even tip properly? That's fucked up to me. You should tip for good service. So if I'm giving you good service and you want to fuck me, you're not giving me any money. <laughs> Really? <laughs> and I was supposed to go call you now. I take you out. Oh, buddy. That man. Oh, you oh, know man. what? The fuck? If somebody slid me a number on a bar table, yeah. I'd just belt out, do I call you later? Like, I wouldn't even know what to do. I've, that's that's such foreign territory for me. Yeah, I, you, you know what? Like, we probably can't even bar. talk about this because I, I have no experience in yeah, this part of life. sex on bar. I mean, as a guy who dated uh, a cocktailer. Yeah. And I was a bartender. I'm at work. I get my haircut once a week. I'm at work selling sex. I'm there basically to tell you, you you have to think that you're able to fuck me. Just like the girls who do that, people in their mind have to be able to think that they can fuck you. That's when people make the most money. Or you could be like an older lady who works at like a diner. (laughs) People know, hey, Joe. Hey, how you doing, Molly? (laughs) Yeah. One of those type of things. But for me, like in the short term, while I still have my looks, I really just want to make the most amount of money, and the way to do that is flirting. You know what I mean? And even with no, people, I agree. It's a different thing. Like it's a different type of flirting. It's it's you know finding commonalities and then talking about them and then building a rapport. Yeah. And that's kind of how it is. And going back to the whole Kevin Hart situation, I just don't understand when you become like you are now this figure in people's mind of success. You are now aligning yourself with the Rock. You're doing you're par for par with what the Rock is doing. To do to make the same mistake twice is fucking it, it's indescribable to me. So when I look at someone like John Jones, even though I think he's the greatest fighter to ever live, better than Fedor, better than Fedor Anderson, shit, bro. You know what I mean? Like better than Anderson Silva, who's my favorite fighter. The fact that I think that's a good debate though. Yeah. I'm not sure if I agree, but I think that's a good debate I, though. I think Anderson Silva. I've never seen anybody. Do it. I, people say John Jones does all this. Incredible. I saw Anderson Silva fight Forrest Griffin. And back pedal and knock him out, and then the guy ran out of the ring. This is the same Forrest Griffin that fought the UFC Ultimate Fighter, the first, the very first one, final, and kicked ass. He basically put the UFC on the map by himself. Well, not just him. You know, I guess the, what's the dude's name? Um, 
it was it Stephen Bonner? Is it Stephen Bonner? Yeah. They yeah. basically made the sport what it is. Now this dude is backpedaling and knocking this dude out and choreographing all of his punches. Man, you might as well call that Tekken, bro. I've never seen that shit in my life. Okay? <laughs> there is nobody gonna beat that dude, man. The spider is the truth. But what? would you have would you have not liked to seen a fight between those two? Absolutely. I, I think that's something that people are like real diehard fans will probably look back and say, you know what? You took steroids. Then you took steroids. Yeah. You started sucking. You'll never suck. Yeah. Why couldn't you guys just fucking fight both on roids? You know that that would have been the best fight. And it was, it, it's really sad that some bum is the one that beat my favorite fighter. Bum? He's a bum. Chris Weidman. Yes, he's a bum. Oh, come on. Chris Weidman. No. Chris no, Weidman no. Has no. Only beat Anderson Silva to his credit. Like, there's, there's no. He got. He got, he got a flying knee from Dalsim from Street Fighter and he got his, his face cut open. Like, dude. In all fairness, though, you, come on now. You can't shit on Chris Weidman. Anderson was in there fart, you know, fucking around. And he, he got it. That's what he does. It's part of his mentality. He gets into fighters' heads. But he didn't, but he and he lost. He didn't work. But a freak, a freak accident your leg. I can understand. Yeah, the, the second fight, to me, that's not, that's not a victory. That's yeah, not a victory. Chris Weidman, that guy in Toulouse, the Rock, like Rockhold is whatever, man. He's a pretty boy. And I don't see, like, he's talented. He's a very talented pretty boy. But, man, this dude, like, Luke Rockhold. It, Just talks too, like yeah, man, talks too much shit, though, for me. Talks too much shit. For your title in the first round, dude. Like, knocked out. And Miz Big only trained for two weeks. Yes, two sure weeks. Notice, man. Like, that's embarrassing. That, that's just fucked up to me, man. In the, at that level, that's embarrassing. I don't know, man. And now I'm looking at this, this fight, the, the fight that just happened Saturday, Canelo and uh, Triple G, and I don't watch boxing, so like, excuse my ignorance, but I feel like they're in the perfect position now to make boxing something special again. And the scoring of that fight, mind you, I haven't watched it yet, I'm going to watch it, just the fact that I'm at the bar and I was working that night, <clears throat> and I saw the highlights, and then they say it was a draw. Because basically they're trying to get a, a next fight going between the two of them. That is fucking ridiculous. Or like the time when Pacquiao won and they said Pacquiao lost against that fucking bomb too. I don't, I just don't get it, man. You now have all the eyes on boxing. You had, you had the circus in Connor and Mayweather. Fight done. People watched it, tuned in. They got excited. Mm-hmm. Now you have this actual fight where you have two guys in the prime of their careers going head up with each other. A draw? Dude, come on, like, really? A draw? You know how hard it is to get a draw? I mean, boxing's a little easier, but these, well, gu- these guys, come on, man. Like, Well, here's the thing. I watched the fight from start to finish. Yeah. And what I want to know as a boxing fan, not a big boxing fan, but enough of a fan that I understand the sport. And what I want to know is the UFC, they have a criteria that they follow mm-hmm. in terms of scoring. So when I look at boxing, people were saying, when I was reading like Twitter and all this shit, people are saying, well, Canelo landed the bigger punches, but Canelo was backtracking. So if I'm a judge, I'm going to score the fighter who's being aggressive because if Gennady Golovkin's not aggressive, Canelo doesn't land those counter punches. So now where is the effectiveness of each fighter being given the benefit of the doubt? One judge had the fight 10-2 for Canelo. Yeah. Canelo was fucking gassed after the sixth round. So, uh, so this brings us to the whole dispute, this dying product called boxing. Sorry, go on, man. No, but I was just going to say, Gennady Golovkin, 
on one judge's card had it 10-2 in his favor. So it was almost like the judge, the last judge with the most title experience, yeah. literally said, you know what? I don't know who won. I'm going to call it a fucking draw, and we're going to have a unanimous draw, and let's do it again. And this is why I don't like boxing especially. Yeah. Not only do... Uh, not only do they take forever to put major fights on, yeah. but then you always end up with some form of, yeah, fuckery in so many words. And it's like, is it just bad judging? Or is this one of those things where, like, you grossed a shit ton of money? All right, let's do it again. Everybody's going to get another paycheck. Is it one of those businesses where we don't give a fuck about if you got to fight again? We don't give a fuck if you got to fight or you get hurt. Let's do it again. Let's rake in 50, 60 million dollars and let everybody live rich. Yeah. And that's the thing that bothers me about it because now what's going to happen in the second fight? If the second fight happens, it's going to be the same fight and you have to pick a winner. I will only watch it because... The fight will happen probably mid next year. Yeah. And they're both still the best fighters. Yeah. And like I said, I love Canelo Alvarez. I love Gennady Golovkin. But I feel like Golovkin won the fight by a very slim margin. I'd say he won it by maybe a round, maybe two. I think it was easily a 6 4 or even a 6 5. Yeah. I don't think it was a 10 2. Yeah. That's fucking stupid. Like, you have to be watching the fight with blinders on and just hear the crowd. The fact that two judges had. Completely opposite viewpoints of how the fight went. And exactly. Exactly the same is fucking corrupt in my brain. Yeah. So next year when this fight goes on, yeah, I'll be laying back waiting for Creed Two to come out, man. <laughs> I want to see like Jordan beat up, beat up uh, old boy. What's his name? The, the undefeated. undefeated that was a bad movie, though. Yeah, I don't care what you say. That movie is sick. I watched that movie a million times. You can tell me that was bad. Rocky One was bad, bro. And I got a, I got Rocky One was bad. Oscar. And I got an Oscar, bro. So don't tell me anything. But Rocky One came out when. When like movies were, were no, movies that, that. yeah, that's true, that's true. But I think it was just the hype around yeah, the movie. You know what? I don't really remember Creed too too much. I, I remember watching it and I was like, yeah. But the on, thing is, man. too, it's always like with these movies, man. They don't follow the same plot, yeah. In a sense, so you kind of stray away from the movie right from the beginning. Yeah. Used to Rocky, like yeah. screaming and shit. You don't hear that in the movie, so you kind of, kind of like, all right, I'm not a big yeah, fan. It's like a newer version of a story that's already known with this dude <laughs> who is estranged from his father. He's a big fucking guy. dude, though, He's man. He's physically a big dude, no, man. I, I went to the train. I started doing his training program. Oh, really? After watching the movie, because I wanted to get beast mode at that, and then I realized, yo. That's not what I want, man. <laughs> I don't no, think no, I'm fuck, like that. fuck I'm that, man. He's up like that for it, man. Muscles on muscles. No, I'm good. No. Nah. This, this 205 bomb to, to the I, I literally, when it comes to like the, the muscles and all that shit, like we both know for Hollywood, you got to look good. Yeah. All sure. right. But if we're talking everyday fucking Joes, I want to look good enough to where I could take my shirt off and people aren't going to be like, oh, is that guy over there like going to take a shirt? <laughs> like, I don't want to look like that. I don't want to be that fucking guy. Like, when I'm 40 years old, if I have a kid. Yeah. I want to be able to, like, somebody be like, yo, that's, you know, it's a good-looking daddy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want, like, somebody walking and be like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, they have to move because my gut's too big and yeah, I can't, like, yeah, rotate, I you know. That, yeah, I, you know, but if that's the case, maybe I should lay off the fucking chips <laughs> and frozen pizza. I'm five years removed from 40. And I'm, I'm getting there, though. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm looking at, like, for me, it's like this Chris Rock joke, man. The only thing I want to do is when I get naked and I'm with my lady or, or a lady... I just wanted to say, hello. Yeah. <laughs> me, so when, even people who see me, like my, my dudes, they'll be like, yo, what are you doing? Like, what, what are you eating? What are you drinking? What are you, what, how are you getting to where you're at? 
I'm like, bro, all I want to do is have a woman say hello when she sees me naked. No. That is my goal. So I don't have to do all the rest of the stuff, man. All this keep a lean, clean body, eat clean food, drink a lot of water, and just preserve my health. I still look like a 26. I'm loving my Yeah, you're right lucky. Now. You're lucky because I'm fucking 32 and I look 32. <laughs> but I actually, it was funny too because um, I was at work the other day and like, for whatever reason, like some people, I don't know if they're trying to flatter me, yeah. but a couple of people are like, yo, how old are you? I'm like, oh, okay. Well, how old do you think I am? They're like, you got to be 26. I said, y'all just trying to get extra hours. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I don't look 26 though. 26. Bro, the only uh, reason, only way it's probably the beard. Yeah. Cause yeah. You have a beard and cause you're, it's tall as fuck. You look yeah. like Sean Bradley. Like <laughs> yeah. People would say, think you look, you, you should, you should look older. Yeah. But no, nah, man, you, you want I don't see a lot of grays in your face. Like, I, oh, I, I kind of shoot mine down. Yeah, but, yeah, know. but you're different. Like, even you said earlier, like, you get a haircut once a week. Bro, for, for instance, like, I'm not going to no fucking barber once a week. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> First off, the barbershop I go to, it's almost like, it's like a fucking, it's a Caribbean party. Like, yeah. everybody just gathers there. A couple weeks ago, I went there at 9 o'clock in the morning when they opened, bro. Yeah. And there was literally already 11 people. True. Before I got there, that's how, that's how it goes, man. I'm like, holy fuck! Goes. I still had to wait two hours. You have to, you have to pick the times of recording this. I no, because then they charge you extra for that. I'm not yeah, fucking paying well, for I'm that. I'm doing that because my time is money. Okay? <laughs> no, not mine. Nah. Can't be out here wasting my time. <laughs> I used to go on Tuesdays when the haircuts were seven dollars. Oh, buddy, like, that's you, different now. You know that everybody and their mom is there getting their haircut that day. You think I have four hours to stay there and wait to get my haircut? I'm going the the, the following day. I'm paying thirteen dollars more, and I'm getting out of there within twenty minutes. Yeah, but what do you what do you pay now for a haircut? Like the fade, the lineup. What do you pay now? So I pay twenty four dollars, and I give a five dollar tip every time. Oh, okay. Every right. time. So I'm paying three. I'm paying a, a larger, a large quantity of money to look sexy. But in my, <laughs> in my, in my brain, my hair is the only thing. I'm like Samson in this bitch, man. My hair is the only thing that makes me feel sexy. So all the, all the the abs, the, the traps, whatever. Jeez, like, the, I can't muscles. even say that. I can't say that. <laughs> oh, that means nothing to me. If my hair isn't looking like creme de la creme, yeah. I'm not spot on. Yo, I'm not feeling myself. And I have to be feeling myself to go out, man. I got to be honest with you. The- and you're lucky, man. You got a girl. Before you say your point, you got a girl already. You can lock it down. Me? I'm still in the hunt in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're my, my boom. <laughs> Trying to nab one. No, you know what? To be honest with you, the thing that probably that I feel like um, like I look the best in is when I get the opportunity to wear a suit. Yeah. When I get to put on like nice dress pants, like uh, fucking whatever dress shoes, yeah. you know, you get a nice shirt. That's why I'm so fucking stoked, man. Next week, I think next week. Yeah. I go to my old store. Yeah. Got like, we won this award and shit. So I get to fucking dress up and shit. Oh, I can't wait to go in there, man. Just be like, yo, you looking fly. So, oh, you know it. You know it. You don't need to tell me. I saw myself in the mirror this morning. I'm like, <laughs> I'm be like, yo, I'm trying to get me. I'm trying to get into that, you know, into that. Fuck the nine to five. I'm trying to get me into that office. Like, yeah. man, I'm trying to, you know, get with these guys. I, you know what? They'll probably hate me even more when I realize I could dress better than them. There it is. That's that's what happens, man. It's one of those things that, what did, uh, what did Fat Joe say? Uh, haters always envy. I was gonna say I'm hungry. He lost me, man. All these bad. He did. He did. He did. He did. But you know what though? When <laughs> the funniest thing, I years ago I was watching when I first got the internet. Yeah. I was watching YouTube and he was doing like MTV cribs. Yo, that dude was literally. It was time to lose some weight. He's a great rapper. Yeah. But motherfucker, when you gotta reinforce your bed with steel, you're too big. 
you're friend, too big. And when your best friend just died from well, that I mean, that was an unfortunate incident. I mean, he was a he was a great rapper, but once again, you you know, you can tackle like Big Pun, great big, rapper. Big Pun, look, you're friendly, when you started, bro. No, I know, but the funny thing was, great rapper, yeah. no one in the Bronx, right? Mm -hmm. But the guy was a woman. He was a woman beater. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like he beat up his wife. What? So. When you look at that, now you like once again, no, Big Pun, John Jones, all these guys, like all these guys essentially have literally Kevin Hart, yeah, yeah, like, like literally have done something at one point or another that was just either you would look past it and say, you know what, that's their business, I can't judge them because I don't know what happened, yeah. there could be a bigger picture behind that, and then, or you can just be ignorant and say, you know what. He's a wife beater. Yeah. Fuck his rap. I'm going to judge him and say, you know what? I'm not going to listen to him no more. And it's like boycotting the NFL. I'm not going to boycott the NFL because Colin Kaepernick was taking a stand. Yeah. He needs to, especially in America. Especially Look at, like you were talking to me earlier before we got on here. And you what's her name? Jamil. Jamila Hill. Jamila Hill. She made a comment about Donald Trump. Yeah. And this is everything that America is. And it's, it's a bad way to be. Yeah. Somebody makes a comment, which is well within her right to do. Absolutely. Maybe not on the right platform. Yeah. But well within her right to do, and now she's getting crucified for it. True. You know, and to me, that's not right. If you're in America, they call it the greatest country in the world. Well, I'm sorry, man. In the greatest country in the world, I would think freedom of speech Agreed. is is part of being the greatest country in the world. It's only freedom of speech for a few. And to, to go back on that, Jamel Hill, I'm just going to read the tweets out here that she wrote. Agree or disagree, but uh, she says, Donald Trump is a white supremacist who has largely surrounded himself with other white supremacists. Um, I don't agree with that, but the height of white privilege is being able to ignore his white supremacy because it's of no threat to you, while it's a threat to me. Uh, Trump is the most ignorant, offensive president of my lifetime. His rise is a direct result of white supremacy. Period. Now, for me, that does seem man, that seems I a little harsh, though. I can't disagree with the point only for this general thing that happened. Yeah, the whole thing where they're bringing uh, Home Depot torches. <laughs> what's it called Charlottesville whatever wherever they were in the states with army fatigues on like they're in the military and hitting people with cars and this guy comes on national television and says there was there was aggressors on both sides but I'm looking at him like dude you have an opportunity now to denounce white supremacy but you don't want to do it because you know that most of your campaign was most of your votes came from said white supremacist. He didn't denounce the white supremacy, <clears throat> the white supremacists that were, were going for him during the campaign. He said, I need all the facts to make to make a make a unbiased a comment. Bro, you got at Rosie O'Donnell without having facts, bro. You got at so many people. Barack Obama said he was from somewhere else without having facts. You talk about Ronda Rousey without having facts. You talk about you basically belittle women, you know, and you don't separate yourself from white supremacy, but you don't want to be aligned with what that entails of being a white supremacist. So I don't know whether Donald Trump is or is not a white supremacist. Personally, I don't care. I'm not going to the States for four years. I really do not give a shit. But by the same token, you can't admire somebody else for speaking their mind through tweets because that's what you do, President Twitter. And I'm talking directly with you, President Trump. It's just, you can't, you can't be a hypocrite when it comes to one thing and then turn around and tell somebody else they can't do the same thing that you were doing when you're commander-in-chief because you're the one that is the leader that is supposed to be the, the model, the spokesperson for what everybody else does. People who want to be president, they try to look up to you because you're the president. 
even though, you know, whether it says anything about our society now that Donald Trump is president, is neither here nor there. I think the position is fucking stupid. I don't think there should be borders. I don't think there should be presidents. I just think that the whole thing is dumb. We fight for the most inner things there is. <clears throat> people, all this division and all this shit is just causing more strife between people. So as long as a president or anybody who's in power doesn't denounce something that is wrong, and furthermore, it goes on to actually ridicule and and get people to boycott Colin, Ka Colin Kaepernick is ridiculous to me, man. So you can't say now that you're not aligned with this because, you know, uh, I never made a comment. I said, there, I said there's aggression on both sides. Now, Jamel, whether she was in the right or wrong, that's that's basically between her and ESPN because I'm sure they have their stipulations of what they would like her to talk about. And whether it's her personal Twitter account or it's uh, a company account, they probably have stipulations within the contract to say whether or not you can speak politically about things or comment on different things, right? So whether she should have made the comment, it's what everybody thinks anyways. So there's no point in like, it's like me arguing with a white supremacist. I'm not gonna change your viewpoints. So the best I can do is be a good person. I'm gonna be a good person to you, even though you're not a good person to me. And if you try some foolish shit with me, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna test your ass. You know, I just, this is, let's go, go along our business amicably. Don't, don't, don't try to shoot my family, don't try to shoot my friends, don't try to shoot me, and we can move on. You know, and that's, that's the only thing I look for, coexistence of people who aren't cunts. So this whole situation is like, it's, it's not troubling to me, it's just par for the course. I'm not surprised by anything that's racist or uh, any kind of bigotry or sexism. It's because it's, it's been perpetuated, that, co that country has perpetuated that since its inception. You know, it's always been a sexist country that's racist, that's built on the backs of both women and people of uh, ethnic minority. Whether it's women making all the weapons for the war, because all the men are gone to war, or working on manning all the factories where there's no men do it, because of the conscription. Or whether it's slavery, where you're getting, you're, you're getting rich off the backs of other people. That's fucked up, man, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're actually making money off somebody else's hard work. If you were to tell me, Pepper, sitting here, to go to work for 10 hours with minimal uh, uh, inventory or access to this common human, human uh, I'm losing my train of Necessities. Necessities. Yeah. You, you're going to find someone who's going to say, no, you know, I'm going to be dead. You're going to have to kill me because I'm not doing that. I'm not working for free for any man. I'm not even working for free for my dad. And that guy birthed me. I came out of his balls. So... <laughs> <laughs> what makes you think that some slave owner sitting there drinking lemonade with my uncle there, Jeffrey, giving him something? Hey, I, I, I you, can I get you another drink, Master? You, that, that shit's fucked up, man. It is. But, you know, all that stuff and that you mentioned, is, it's all great points. But the funny thing about it is this is where – and somebody made a comment. And I don't know who made the comment. I actually heard it on, I think, Joe Rogan's podcast. Hey. Somebody said, is Donald Trump a white supremacist yeah. or – do all white supremacists support Donald Trump? Yeah. So that could be up for debate. But at the end of the day, I don't see how Jamila, mm -hmm. is her name? Jamila, Jamila. Jamila Hill. She could be punished on Twitter from yeah. a company, okay, with that the same individual is on. Like, I don't, I can't comprehend how the president of the United States, with all the issues that go on in the world, you have enough time to spend hours on end on Twitter. Like, you shouldn't even be on social media, my man. Twitter figures, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This guy is running a country. Mm -hmm. 
nation of people. My man's on Twitter more than I am. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. And I got countless amount of time yeah. to and, waste. And just think, four hurricanes, countless, countless accounts of police brutality. Yes. You know what I mean? You have all these women that are, are speaking out against you. And not to say he's had any allegations of anything, whatever. Just that people, women that do not like him for his rather be grabbing pussies or <laughs> him talking shit about Rosie or Rhonda or anybody else for that matter. Because he seems to love, love attacking women. I can't really say anything to that end, but man, you're the president, dude. Like, you got things to do. Your country is in shambles right now, man. For Miami's a wreck, bro. Like, Houston is a wreck. It's underwater. He, yo, Katrina, there's, New Orleans still isn't isn't repaired from that, and that was years ago. Yeah. Like, there's heat waves going on on the West Coast right now, dude. You're talking about building walls and not not speaking or not commenting on. These dudes with Home Depot torches and, and army fatigues with guns, rifles, automatic rifles. It's just crazy to me, man. I, I just don't know what to make it all of it. Well, that's the thing. Like, when I think about America, like, obviously, I'm Canadian, uh, born and bred. I love this country. But the one thing that I love about this country is, or the, you know, me and you yeah. can go to a bar yeah. and then we can meet a guy who could be uh, Korean, uh, Sri Lankan, Indian, and we'll still sit there. And there has to be no racial segregation. And, you know, you, you hear it way too often in America. You know, um, there was obviously an officer who got uh, cleared of wrongdoing for killing an African-American in the United States. I, I think it was in St. Louis. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure on sure that. but And so now, obviously, the people of St. Louis are protesting because that officer got cleared. At what point in time um, in this era... Are we going to be able to just accept the fact that this is a world where there's black people, where there's white people, where there's Asian people? Like, I don't understand why color plays such a big part in one's perception of another person. Yeah. I'm white. Yeah. More half-breed, light-skinned, whatever you want yeah. to call me. You're black. Yeah. But what what makes me better than you or vice versa? Yeah. You know what? I, like, I'll never fucking get it. And the thing with America is this is transitioned into everything in America, sports, uh, obviously, you know, social media or, um, you know, media television. Yeah. I don't feel like one, I believe she was dismissed from her job. Just, uh, is it suspension? It shouldn't even be a suspension yeah. because you know what? She is entitled to her opinion. Yeah. And she is not the only one that thinks that. So if the banker at Goldman and Sachs says Donald Trump's a racist and he's a white guy saying that, yeah. is he going to be punished the same way? Yeah. Probably not. And this is the stigma that America's created for everybody to visibly see. And now they're doing it where the president is on probably one of the most popular social media platforms. And he's doing it with no disregard or no regard, sorry, yeah. for anybody's personal feeling or anyone's personal opinion. Why? Because this is a guy, no matter what people say, and I don't personally know Trump, so I don't give a fuck. But at the end of the day, this is not the, the best guy to be running your country. He's not the most loyal guy. He's not honest. Okay. And he's he's saying all this stuff like I could swear presidents had advisors, mm -hmm. had people that told them, no, you shouldn't say this or you shouldn't say this. Who the fuck is Donald Trump's advisors? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who are the people that work underneath this guy? And I believe in since, you know, since he became president, two or three people have resigned their position in the White House yeah. because this guy is not a representation of what you want the face of your country to look like, yeah. you know, a tall, semi chubby guy with a fucking toupee on his fucking head. Yeah who talks about absolutely nothing pertaining to the world. 
you know, I agree. Hurricanes, Houston's underwater. You know, you got Florida, the Dominican, Cuba, who don't have the resources to build back their country in any due time. They can't raise enough money. You know, obviously, Houston, J.J. Watt, the NFL player, did a fantastic job raising money for Houston. And even that's not going to get them out of the rut that they're in. But, you know, Dominican and Cuba don't have those resources. And not that they'll help, in all honesty. But let's just assess the world for what it is right now. And you are one of the world leaders. You need to you need to be intelligent. Even if you're not, pretend to be intelligent. Because the country that you run is one of the biggest dicks in the world with probably some of the, you know, widest range of resources to help other countries in the world. And you're not doing anything yeah. or that we know of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But through all we have is the media and what we see on TV to assess the overall picture. He's not doing a very good job, at least in my opinion. No. You know, and once again, when you look back at the obviously the election, you didn't have the greatest choices. But once again, this just goes to show you, and you, you could probably attribute it to race Absolutely. because was, there's a lot of white people that don't like Hillary. It wasn't just that. I think you know, but, Barack was in there, it was, and his name was Barack Obama, you know what I mean? And he was in there for eight years, and you know, it was so much to one side of the spectrum that it, they wanted something to counter counter that with it's like a counterbalance yeah and I, i'm saying they because i really don't know i'm not, i'm not american you know my grandmother lives there i, I won't I, go there I, though I, the states, I won't right? fucking I go there i don't i don't follow the states at all i was considering going to the states and circumstance had it so i didn't end up going i was supposed to go next actually week. that's yeah. not true i lied because justice family's from california yeah, I but i would tell you california is different man california is like it's almost like its own country. No, it is. But essentially, I don't. The way that I look at it yeah. is, I don't want to give my money yeah. there True. because of the poor leadership. And once again, obviously, I'm no world leader. Yeah. But what I do have is a pair of eyes yeah. and a you know a clear head on my shoulders. Yeah. And and this goes for anybody. You understand priority. Yeah. And me, when a president's watching five hours of television a day, yeah. what is priority? What are you watching? House of Cards? Are you learning how to be a president? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like taking educational lessons from Netflix. Like, I to me, he's just a bad representation of what America stands for. Because obviously, let's be honest, I'm sure it's a great country. There's fucking hundreds of millions of great people that live there. But this individual, the face of your country, is just misrepresenting everybody that's associated with America. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. It is really unfortunate, man. You know what I mean? You're obviously, like you said, your aunt's American. Yeah. You know, and when she talks about her country, she has to reference the president of yeah. the United States. My, well, my cousin and my grandmother there, it's, it's, and my, my, my mom's cousin's there as well. It's just, it's just sad, man. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, there's certain places I can't go to in Eastern Europe. It's based on the color of my skin, not the man I am. But, you know what? That's all par for the course, man. It's, it's, it's in a world where I, if you're looking at things from a broader perspective, I won a genetic lottery because I was born in a country that is <clears throat> fairly balanced and gives everybody an opportunity to make it. I wasn't born into poverty. I you know I wasn't born in a situation that people are far worse than me. You know, like there's Haitians out there are worse than me. There's Brazilians that are worse than me. I'm fortunate to be alive. So I treat everyone how I like to be treated and I actually go above that because you know what? People like to be treated like like decent people. And if you're a decent person, I'll treat you with the utmost respect, man. And, like, that's how I live my life. And I think everyone should live their life. And if the president did that, 
I think he'd have a lot less problems, and I think he'd have a, a much higher approval rating. I think the president just needs to stop talking. True, true. I think he just needs to stop talking, in all fucking honesty. And, you know, until he does that and actually, you know, sits there and just takes care of his responsibility, because you had a guy like Barack who spoke so well. Yeah. Was he the best president? It's always going to be up for debate. He's not the best I president. So. I don't think so. Definitely not the best president. I think JFK was probably even better than But him. was he a great face and a great speaker? And that's what they need. Yeah, they need a, a, a representative who's going to put your mind at ease. You know what I mean? And that and that's all they need. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Donald Trump, yes, he has some businesses and he did his thing. But that doesn't make you suitable to be the leader of a country to think for people that essentially don't have the power to think for themselves. When you're a rookie, you're, this is like, that's it. That's basically what he is. You're basically like you're a walk on to an NFL squad right now because you have no... You have no previous background in politics. You're a businessman. So you're basically got on a 10-day trial period. If you got a contract, you're signing a, t- a football team or something. You yeah. know what I mean? So it... Well, it's he's, fa- he's failed and he would have been... He, yeah, he... Cut. You know, obviously for him, he's lucky. His cut is four years. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but he won't get... He won't get reelected. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. He'll, he's, he's a fucking waste, man. It's life, man. I don't know. On, on that note, though, let's, let's wrap it up. Yeah, man. Up, I don't, man. I don't know. This is the first episode. I'm too hot anyway. I can't believe you huh? I'm too hot. I'm fucking yeah. oh, yeah. sweating. <laughs> I mean, my man just came out from work, man. We're just fucking some grub right now. But this was the first episode, uh, and it's that flavor in your ear. And you know what? I can't believe we were a little nervous about coming on here. We need to jump right into it like gangbusters, bro. That's it, brother. <laughs> fucking do it. Go hard, man. Yeah, man. I love this. I, I love this, and I, I can't wait to, to get on here next week and provide you guys with some uh, great listening material i guess all right guys that's it for us man thanks for listening we're out man peace